Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the Donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. All right, good morning, everyone. Anyone soaked? Yeah? Okay. Thanks for coming out. So good to see you all. Um, Let me ask you this. Uh, When do we need the most, what do, we, what do we need the most in a moment like this, where maybe um, we're in traffic? What do we need the most? What about uh, maybe you just got your car washed, and then a, a lovely bird flies over, and dew from heaven falls on, on the hood of your car? Uh, what do we need in that moment? Uh, what about if you go to the store, and there's a giant lineup? It's a huge lineup, and no matter how much you hum and haw and you stare at the at the the, the person, the cashier, it doesn't move any faster. Um, what about uh, when you've got slow Wi-Fi? What do you need the most? Um, what about kids screaming in the back of your car? Um, or, or my favorite, when you're, you're trying to find a parking spot during Christmas at the mall, okay? Um, what do we do in those moments? How about kids in the room? What do you do when you're traveling with your parents and, and you ask them, are we there yet? And they tell you, yeah, almost, or five minutes, or soon, but somehow inside you know that they're not telling you the truth, right? What do you do in, in that moment? What we need in that moment is patience. We need patience. Truthfully, we need a lot of patience. It, it, it could even be at work, patience with our, our coworkers or with our work in general, patience with a, a friend, a, a spouse, even a, a family member, I remember, um, I got the opportunity uh, as a kid to travel uh, a lot with uh, my parents, and we would go on these long trips uh, throughout Canada and the U.S., and I remember you've got these three young boys with small bladders, and I remember we uh, we would have to go to the bathroom, and we would ask my dad... And he'd be driving and he would just say, yep, you know, ne- next intersection or next, uh, next gas station, next state, right? Next province, you know, and we're going through Manitoba, right? Ne- you know, next uh, 60 miles. And as a kid, I'm like, 60 miles is nothing, right? 60 seconds, 60 miles, right? What do you do in those moments where, uh, where you feel like things are getting tense, what we need is patience. In the New Testament, the Greek actually uh, has a word for it, uh, is macrothymia. Macro meaning long, thymia meaning temper. And, and someone who applies patience is, is someone who is long-tempered. Uh, think of it like uh, almost like an explosive device. Uh, an impatient person is, is quick to lose their, their temper. They've got a f- 
a short fuse, right? Whereas someone who is patient by nature is long-tempered, meaning it takes them longer before they explode. Thank God I have a wife who has a very long, long, long fuse, right? Um, So that in many ways, I can diffuse the situation before it gets any worse. Um, stats, Stats actually show us today that um, when we are browsing a website, if, if we don't get the website, the full content in three seconds, we actually leave the website. Yeah, it's, it's that crazy. Actually, when we're out for food, if we don't get our food in 15 minutes, stats show us that we will actually be rude to our waiter or waitress because we've had to wait longer than 15 minutes. Waiting doesn't seem to be an option in our society. So patience is something we need really, really, really badly. Go ahead and elbow that person beside you and say, you better listen to this message today, right? Patience is what we need badly. But check this out. Patience is not just for a a short-fused society, but also it's for someone facing a long season of trials, a long season of troubles. What I mean by this is, is that patience isn't just to be exercised when we're waiting in line at the store. It isn't just for when we're waiting for a, a, a video to buffer. Patience is also for the person who's going through a really tough season. Maybe you're in the room and you know of that. Maybe there's been a sickness or an illness in, your, in you right now or, or in your family. Maybe it was a, a loss. You lost a loved one. You, you've uh, lost a, a job, right? Patience is not just uh, these quick, easy fixes. Patience is something for long-term as well. Patience is important for them too. So today we are going to continue our Character Counts uh, series. And uh, if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps, go ahead and open up to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Here's what it says. James chapter 5, verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crops, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. So brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance have seen, and have seen the Lord finally brought about. And I love this last part. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. We need to have patience. We need to have patience. Patience is something that God wants to teach us. 
It, it uses restraint rather than revenge. It, it endures persecution, troubles, trials, and injustice from others. And it's because patience is the courageous anticipation for what God has promised. James 5 in the message translation 7 to 8 says, Meanwhile, friends, wait patiently for the master's arrival. You see, farmers do this all the time, waiting for their valuable crops to mature, patiently letting the rain do its slow but sure work. Be patient like that. Stay steady and strong. In another translation, it would say, be patient and stand firm. The master could arrive at any time. Check this out. Patience, patience has a purpose. Patience has a purpose. James compares it to a a farmer who waits patiently for their crops to grow. As as much as they'd like to see, uh, see things move along faster, they can't. They don't hurry up the process. At the same time, they don't take time off and hope all goes well. If you know a farmer, you know that they are busy, busy, busy. They work hard to make sure that to to see the best results of their crop in the end. And in the same way, we wait patiently for the Lord's return. We can't make him come any sooner, no no matter how much we wish for it, or even try to predict it, right? With the Mayan calendar, we thought the end of the world was coming. We tried to predict that. I remember as a kid when I was told that, you know, one day the Lord will come and he'll take us away. I didn't know any better, so I I, I remember just thinking about, well, there's so many things I want to do before God comes, right? Like, you know, I want a girlfriend before God comes, right? I'd like a really cool job before God comes where I do nothing, right? I did not achieve that job, okay? I, 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 I want a wife before the Lord comes. And so, well, and you understand why, but I wanted a wife, right? And check this out. I remember as a kid, I would literally go, okay, so no one can predict the time that the Lord is coming. So I remember as a little kid, every morning going, Jesus is coming today. Jesus is coming today. Why? Because I was like, hey, I've predicted it. If I've predicted it, he's not going to come. It was silliness like that. I promise you I've matured and grown up a little bit in the meantime. But here's the truth about waiting patiently for the Lord's return, is, is we actually have to wait for things to happen beyond our control. But while we wait, there's a lot of work to, to do to advance God's kingdom. There's a lot of work to do, which is why we serve in the community. As Christians, we should be serving our community. We should be investing in our community. We should be serving and investing in the church because there's lots of things to do. I I would actually ask the question, where is my level of of faith and, and where is my walk with God if there is no evident level of service in my life? If I'm not plugged in doing some kind of good, There is a lot of work to do 
There's a lot of work that people have done in this room to get this day ready for us. And people are going to do after this. There's lots to be done. And not just in, the, in this building, but outside in our, our community. And so we not only walk by faith, but also we work by faith. We do stuff while we wait for God. Exercising patience in, in every trial, every disappointment, in every siege, uh, season, we, we are courageously standing firm, steady and strong in the faith. Why? Because of God's promise that he would one day return. And in light of that, James 5, 9 actually says this. So in, in light of this, do not grumble against one another. Don't complain about each other. Don't pass judgment on people because the truth is, is, is we may be the one that's to blame. You ever done that? Point out something and then someone automatically just says, well, oh yeah, but you didn't do this. And you're just like, touche, correct, right? And not, not only that, where the blame could be put on us, but what about the fact that even worse could be potentially said about us? Have you ever heard that saying, right? It's, it's the never point your finger at someone because you've got one pointing at the person, but three pointing back at you, right? Don't, don't grumble against one another. Often when, when things start going wrong, we have a tendency to complain and blame others for our problems, our pain, or, or even our unhappiness. And we do this because blaming others is easier than owning up to our own mistakes and our responsibilities. But that attitude is wrong. In fact, it can be extremely damaging to another, and even at times sinful. It's as if we forget that one day we're actually going to stand before God and he will judge us based on how we live this life. And we will not be able to shift blame to anyone but ourselves. And this is why Paul actually says in Ephesians 4.2, he says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. I love that. Bearing with one another in love. A different translation says to patiently put up with each other and love each other. Put up with each other and love each other. There are a lot of things we put up with. There's a lot of things we don't put up with. But when you love someone, you tend to be a little more patient, a little more loving. You, you put up a lot more with, with their stuff. With my son, he loves gouging out my eyes, and I'm a little bit more patient with him. Uh, I, you can't see my eyebrows because he's plucked them all out, okay? But, but because I love him so much... I'm that much more patient with him because I love him. So why don't we extend that to others? 
Why aren't we extending that love or that patience to others? Why not love them in the midst of their faults, in the midst of their errors, even though we know they may be wrong? Why not love them? That's what Christ did for us, did he not? When he died on the cross, and as we're throwing insults at him, and we've crucified the man, he's saying, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Christ did it. We need to imitate it. Christ did it, so we need to imitate it. Being humble and gentle. Patiently putting up with each other and loving each other. I love uh, Billy Graham, the, the famous evangelist. He used to say, my home is heaven. I'm just passing through. My home is heaven. I'm just passing through. And the, the truth is, is the coming of Christ is imminent. So we need to patiently endure, loving each other in the process and understanding that suffering has an expiry date. Remembering that there are far better days ahead of us than behind us. Why? Because our home is heaven. We're simply just passing through. And soon we will be uh, with God for eternity in heaven. And as a result of this knowledge that God has given us, this patience enables us to endure our present suffering. Patience enables us to endure our present suffering. James 5.10 says, An example of patience in the face of suffering is the prophet, is the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. In other words, suffering now has a different purpose for those who put their trust in Christ. It, it actually changes the status quo in our lives. Second Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are renewed day by day. For our, for, for the, uh, our light and momentary troubles, check this out. Here's the change in the status quo. The, these momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what do we do in light of this? The Bible says we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Friends, your, your present troubles, however big, and, and for some of you, they are gigantic. However big, however small, will be outweighed by what is coming, which is an eternal glory and blessing to those who patiently endure and persevere. I said this earlier, suffering has an expiry date. So patiently endure because your patience leads to regret. Impatience leads to regret while patience leads to blessing. Impatience leads to regret while patience leads to blessing. I bet if, if we took a minute and we, we looked back on, on the decisions made out of impatience, where they have led you, I would say a lot of them have led to regret. 
When we acted out of impatience, we found ourselves with regret. I wish I responded differently. I I, I wish I had said this. I wish I had done this. I wish, I wish, I wish. Impatience leads to regret, while patience leads to blessing. Now, before I continue, I just want to take a moment because a lot of the times we can live in that world of regret and we can kind of let that hover in our hearts and in our minds and every day we find ourselves waking up with regret. And I want to stop here for a second to remind you that yes, we make mistakes. We make mistakes and we have regrets, but we serve a God who redeems and reconciles. He's a God who redeems and reconciles us back to him. Don't forget, don't lose hope. Don't doubt that God has redeemed you, that God can redeem our mistakes when we humbly come before him and ask for forgiveness. James gives us an example of of patience in the face of suffering in in verse 10 when he says, take the prophets or, or, or look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. These people patiently suffered, but were considered blessed. If we look at the Bible, we see that there was Elijah who had to flee for his life because he confronted a nation on their sin. Micaiah, who was imprisoned because he spoke for God. Zechariah, who was executed for confronting Judah of their sins. And Jeremiah, who was thrown in prison and a muddy cistern because he spoke truth. And then you've got Daniel, who was thrown in a lion's den because he wouldn't stop praying. Every prophet had to wait on God and was called blessed for doing it. What makes us any different? It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't mean it's, it's going to be easy and simple. But we can use them. We can use the prophets as an example of how we should act. Why? Because when we look at the prophets, we see that they put up with anything, went through everything, never quit, and honored God always. That's what the prophets did. Uh, One of my favorite authors, Timothy Keller, in his book, The Reason for God, which I totally recommend if, if you want a great book to read. He said, though Christianity does not provide the reason for each experience of pain, it provides deep resources for actually facing differing, uh, differing circumstances with hope and courage rather than bitterness and despair. Which is why in the midst we can, we can do what Romans 12.12 says. It says, be joyful in hope and patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. I remember um, when I was a youth pastor, we had a, um, on, a, on one night at, at the, uh, the Streetsville campus, we had a baptismal service. And a young man came forward after witnessing these people get baptized and hearing their testimonies. Um, he had just recently come from, from Egypt. 
And he was listening to what was going on, and it moved him so much that he gave his heart to Jesus in in that service. And then he said, I'd like to get baptized too. And we were like, yeah, totally, right? And then at that time, we had these big, huge, giant gowns that we made people wear. And I remember his face looking at it going, do I really have to wear that? right? I'm like, yes, you have to wear the gown, right? He's like, okay, okay. So anyways, he gets changed. He, he gets baptized. And him and I start going on this incredible journey together. And he starts reading his Bible, faithful in prayer, and all these things are going. And then suddenly one day, it seemed like life crashed down on him. He was told that because of the classes and and what he had done so far in school, that he would actually have to stay back another year because it wasn't good enough going going forward. He was also told that um, his father had found a tumor in his his, uh, stomach that was potentially cancerous. He also found in that short moment of time that the, the family actually was in real financial crisis and, and they, they, they were really running out of money and, and with all this going on with, with cancer and, and this, you know, they just didn't have the money and he wasn't able to work anymore and so finances was an issue. And then suddenly what happens, he gets a phone call from relatives in Egypt, and they tell him, we're so sorry, but your mom has passed away suddenly. And I remember hearing all of these things happening, and we, we, we went out, um, and we went to uh, Booster Juice, and we were having smoothies just on the, the sidewalk talking, And I remember just the agony of it all. He was sipping his drink and he literally crushed, crushed the cup to the point that the juices were were flowing everywhere and it was spilling everywhere. He was was just going through such a difficult time. And and then I remember uh, a couple weeks later, I got with him together, uh, got with him um, again and uh, I was talking to him and uh, I said, I said, how are you doing today? How are you doing? And he looked up me, and I still remember the, the look on his face. He looked at me, and he smiled. And you've got to understand, this is a new Christian. He looks at me, smiles, and he says, Pastor, God is my peace. God is my peace. God is my peace. Even in the midst of a trying season, he was joyful with hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Friends, life is a gift. Life is a gift for those who stay the course because one day we will arrive at our destination. You will be home in the arms of a loving father you will be called blessed for your patient endurance in the midst of suffering. Finally, patience trusts that the Lord will be true to his character. 
Patience trusts that the Lord will be true to his character. James 5.11 says, You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. God will be true to the end. His character is consistent throughout the Bible and even today. We change, he doesn't. James 1 actually says that, that every good and perfect gift is from God and, and that, that God doesn't change like shifting shadows. God's character can be trusted. We can trust in who God is. If you actually don't know the story of Job, um, he was a man who had everything. He had everything, wealth, family, possessions, property, you name it. The townspeople loved him. He was this incredible man. And then one day he loses everything. He loses, he loses uh, family members. He loses uh, livestock. He loses uh, so much because of the storms and the things that happened. And he actually ended up getting sores all over his body. And so he was not only... Uh, suffering from, from a sense of, of things that have been taken away, but also physically suffering. He lost it all. But in the midst of the suffering and pain, never once was he impatient or did he curse God for his present suffering. And I think James used Job as an example for us to imitate because the hardest kind of patience the hardest kind of patience is patience in suffering. Patience in suffering. And because of this, this patience that Job had, God blessed him for it. Job actually learned of God's kindness. God ended up giving double of everything that he had. He blessed him immensely. Patience in pain is hard. And I, I don't think for one second Job was unaffected by these trials. A lot of the times we think as Christians or, you know, people think that we can just laugh it off or, or you know what, oh, it's okay, right? I don't think for one second that these trials didn't uh, affect Job. The Bible says that uh, the, the trials actually brought him down. Why? Because they're trials. That's what trials do. They get us down from time to time. But what set Job apart was this. What set Job apart, he never quit. Job never quit. He never gave up. He doesn't curse God. He doesn't walk away or try to ease the pain of the trial. He lets the trial take its course. Although he didn't understand in that moment what happened, he knows that the answer is found in God. His relief is found in God, and God blesses him as a result. The Bible actually says that after all of this happened, that Job, because of the trials, because of the, the struggles that he went through, Job needed to be comforted for his loss. Of course, they're trials. And it just reminds me of God's character hearing this. Because Revelations 21.4 says that there will be a day when we get to heaven, God will what? He will wipe the tears 
from our eyes. I, I think he will do that because of the, the suffering and the, the, the difficulties that we have gone through, that they'll, it, it'll, it'll have affected us so much that God will come and he will literally wipe your tears. The suffering that you have faced, he will ease your mind and your heart. He will wipe away the tears and I love this, and it's so impactful. He says, one day he will, he will wipe the tears from our eyes, and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, for all of these things will be gone forever. So we have patience, because that's what's going to happen. And I know it's, it's not easy. I think every one of us knows someone who's been affected by, by cancer or sickness, illness, heartache, brokenness, all these things. But we understand, like Job was comforted, we will be comforted. You know, God's ultimate goal is, is not to keep us from suffering, but it's to make us more like Jesus. For our, God, uh, for, for, for our good and for his glory. And, and Jesus is actually a perfect example of patiently enduring, patiently waiting in the midst of, of suffering. Even, even today, he is waiting. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is slow in keeping his promise. Uh, or, sorry, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, the Bible says he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That's the God we serve, full of kindness, full of compassion, full of mercy, wanting everyone to know him. God will work out all things in the end because he cares for you right down to the smallest detail of your life. The question is then, are we patient enough to trust that God will give us the best in the end? Are we patient enough to trust that God will give us the best in the end? This is what I've learned about patience. And actually, if the band can come forward. This is what I've learned about patience. Patience grows in our lives the more we allow Jesus' presence to grow in our lives. The more we have Jesus in our lives, the more patient we become. You want patience? Get closer to God. Because a lack of patience ultimately removes God's ability to work in your life. So be patient and trust God because what he wants to do in your life far exceeds anything we could get when we rush through life. Let me finish with this story. Uh, Winston Churchill, as some of you might know, the prime minister um, during World War II. He was known as a, an older man, a little husky, 
And he would always have with him a, a, like a top hat. He would have a, a cane. And he'd always have a cigar with him wherever he was. There were no smoking signs at that point, okay? And one day he was asked to go to uh, speak um, at the Oxford uh, University. Um, he was asked to speak there because of uh, the students who were graduating. And anyways, it, it's kind of funny because Winston Churchill actually failed uh, eighth grade three times. And here he was speaking at one of the most prestigious schools in the world. So anyways, Winston Churchill in his old age, he slowly walks up to the podium. He puts down his cane, takes off his hat, puts down his cigar. He looks at the students and he says this, don't give up. Never give up. With the roar, kids and, and people in the room are, are shouting and cheering. And then as he's staring them, it gets silent again. And he looks out at them again. And this time he smacks his hand on the podium and he says, Never give up. Then he takes his hat, puts it on, grabs his cigar, takes his cane, and he leaves the building. Let me say the same thing for you today. There are people in here who are going through difficult trials and circumstances where patience seems like the last option. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. We serve a God who is so kind and compassionate, so full of love that he gives us the strength to endure. Never give up. Do not give up. If there is one thing to remember today, do not give up. Do not quit. There is no such thing as quitting. We are not quitters. We are overcomers in Christ. And that is exactly what we are going to do today until we get into heaven and we stand before God and he looks at us and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, blessed. You are blessed because you patiently endured and did not quit. You did not give up. My friends, do not quit. Never give up. Never, never give up. Be patient. Be patient and endure. Be patient and endure. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for your kindness and compassion. God, the patience that we have comes from you. It comes from getting closer to you. The patience that we have is from your absolute love, your immense love for us. So today, Lord, we make a decision not to quit, not to give up, Lord, I pray if anyone here is at that point where they're ready to quit and give up, I pray you give them the strength today. I, I pray you give them the energy today. I pray you give them the, uh, the wisdom and, and the, the revelations that they need, the, the people to come alongside them that they need 
to endure with patience. I pray, Father, that we would be a people of patience, faithfully enduring till we meet you face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, uh, as this song is saying, that you would do something new in us and through us as we patiently endure. Lord, I pray that everyone who goes out here, goes out from this day and drives home, I pray for a safe drive home. But I pray, Lord, that uh, your kindness, your loving kindness and faithfulness that, that, that loving kindness, that faithfulness, that mercy would shine on their lives as they go out throughout this week. Father, that they would not only endure, but they would thrive in all that they do and that the love of Jesus would overflow in their lives and into people's lives around them, that they would see there's something different about this person because what they've decided today, never to quit, never to give up, but to faithfully endure. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the rain and what it's doing. Lord, we we just commit all the rest of the day to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Have a great day. God bless.